so we'll just thumb that on. Thank you for turning mine on. No, it was on. <laughs> We've had times where I haven't, you know, Forgot whatever. It. You do have to talk into it, though. Okay. Hold it up. When and you guys get to share, so that's the beautiful thing. Okay, so. It's fine. so try not to spit too much. Should we do it? Always. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Welcome to Beers with Nigel. It's a show about beer and what? And other things. Uh, that's Nick. I'm Nigel. Welcome to the show. Hey, you got the names right. Sometimes I call myself Nick. You know, it's the ends. It's the, it's, it's the ends. If you didn't have an, a, a, an end beginning to your name, I wouldn't screw it up. Well, that's true. Where well, are I we, can Nick? Go by my first na- I can go by my first name. What's your first name? Paul. Why don't you use your first name? I don't know. It's a story. My mom, my dad, they thought about the names. Paul and, and My Nick. mom won. So okay. I'm Nick. Start calling him Paul. <laughs> well, today we're at Rock Creek Brewing, and are we in Mission? This is Mission, right? Yeah, we're in Mission. We're in, yes. we're in Mission, and welcome to the show. We've got Sarah, co-owner of—I did say it right—co-owner of Rock Creek, and Trent, who's the head brewer. Yes, hello. Here at Rock Creek, thank you guys for coming on. Um, I'm a fan of this brewery. I've been coming here since day one. I will say that. Well, thank you. Um, I haven't been here in a while. The patio. That's Expanded. pretty dope yes. and pretty new. So um, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, that's that's a good site. You pull it it's in. It's your first time here. Because I it? pulled in right, you know, looking right at the patio. So yeah, you can watch your car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the reputation in yeah, people do it's, run it's, into it's his cars <laughs> yeah, during podcasts for some damn reason. <laughs> that did happen once. Well, let's get right into it. Let's first of all, first off, we almost have to tell. We have to tell. Junior, we have, we have one listener. He, if we don't tell him what we're drinking, he gets really perturbed. So, Nick, you're drinking the... What did, uh, you, what did you order me? I got you the, uh, 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 what is it? Yeah, it's what I thought was the nail mule poker, which could be a fun name as well, but we'll it's the nail mule poker. Um, Sarah, what's the, what do you, what's the story behind that name? Is, are there mules in mission? No. So, um, interestingly enough, we let each of um, the co-owners, brewers, we just rotate and everybody gets to name a beer and we just keep going in a circle. And so all the That's beers fun. have unique names. Um, Nalmiel Poker is actually named after one of our co-owners' best friends who passed away from cancer. And he had created a game um, that was called Mule Poker and his last name was Nall. So ah, that's why they named I it thought that. it had something yeah. to do with the street. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe he was In related to the friend. original Nalls. Yes, you know, you maybe. never know. You never yeah. know. Yep. So is there pressure when it gets to be your turn to name the beer? Is there a little pressure there? I think so a little bit because um, some people take really want it to honor the style of beer and um, other people just go with a fun name. Yep. There you go. Um, I'm I dr- feel like there's a backstory between. Probably. Right <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm drinking the Beverly Avenue uh, Belgian Blonde, which is delicious. Trent, what you got over there? I've got the Iger Sanction Porter. Okay, so nice. we've, we've covered the bases. We've got Niger, or I hope uh, Junior's happy. Junior, I hope you're happy. <laughs> um, so let's start with you, Sarah. One, one of the favorite things we like to ask. Obviously, you you own a brewery. So hopefully you do like beer. Well, you're drinking a beer. Yep. What was your What was the first thing that you thought? Oh, this is craft beer. This is good. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Uh, we, my husband's a huge craft beer guy, and so when we got married, he tried to take me around to all these breweries, and I wasn't really having it because <laughs> I was a wine drinker, and a lot of the breweries um, pour bad wine too. just gonna be honest that's a a new one (laughs) yeah so anyway um it just took a while like I just really didn't like it and um then we took a trip to the east coast um because we had actually invested in a brewery out there and we thought we should go taste their beer 
And I had a rye IPA that was the first beer that I just loved. And I really, really, really liked it. And Trent actually brewed a rye IPA as one of our first four beers because of that. Very nice. Yeah. Did he do it well? I like it better than the original one I tasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you. You did a great job. I was worried you were nervous, so I just wanted to make sure you were safe. No. No, it's amazing. So, Trent, what was your your introduction to, to craft? So when I was in college and I turned 21, I was working at a liquor store in Springfield, Missouri, a very well-known liquor chain, and uh, they had an amazing beer selection, and uh, I was recommended a Hefeweizen, which I'd never had before, called Weidenstefaner, and that was amazing. And then I also found one of my favorite beers of all time, which is Orval, which is a a Trappist beer. Great Belgian beer. that you can find in small bottles. So. so you didn't start like with, you know, you just kind of went. What were you drinking before that? Oh man, like <laughs> I mean, real. You were college, like, yeah, yeah. It was probably like Rolling Rock and Ham. That's still Rolling Rock. That's, 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 that's not that's college hams, beer. Hams on the other hand, <laughs> Rolling Rock. I mean, I remember Rolling drinking Saint Paul. It was, it, was a, it was a toss up between those two. We were. Beer. We thought we were beer sticklers back in college. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, have you been here? How long have you been at the brewery? Uh, I was here when it started. Oh, very nice. So, let's let's start with your your background in brewing. I'm, I'm guessing you were probably a home brewer. I was. So I was a uh, when I, as soon as I turned 21, one of the first things I did was I bought myself a home brew kit because that was something my dad always did, and it's I thought a kit that, that was a, all, right. a great time. Uh, I joined a homebrew group called Zymergis of the Ozarks that are based down uh, near Springfield, that Missouri. That's very dangerous. Zymergis of the Ozarks. Yeah, Zymergis is, is actually the name of like a fermentation scientist. That's, yeah, that, it yeah. is. That's awesome. Uh, and then uh, while I was there, a friend of mine was going to a beer or brewing program out in Knoxville. He was leaving the group to go out there and do that. And... Um, he went out there and told me that I should go, that it was really cool, that it was a lot of fun. And I, I had already, like, I didn't want to do the program that I was going to school down there for anymore. So I moved out to Knoxville, Tennessee, and went to a brewing program. What were you studying at the time? Uh, broadcast journalism. Oh, well. Yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we finally come back to help you. Yes. <laughs> we approve. Yeah, Nigel got a little tangled. Yeah, I was, I was tangled oh. with, with my cable there. So... At what point did you think, oh, I'm a home brewer? Because we always hear the stories of, yeah, I did that first brew with that kit. Yeah. And it wasn't great. Oh, no, my but, first beer was But off. you still made your friends <laughs> drink it. I mean, they drank it just because there was alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like, that's those, accurate. Those are, those are good friends right there. <laughs> you know, those, those are my kind of friends. So at what point did you go from, and it's always it's different for everybody, going from home brewer to think, you know what? I bet I could brew at a brewery, and I bet people would pay for my beer. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, so after the first couple sessions of uh, going to the homebrew group and bringing beers, I had like three recipes that I thought turned out, that turned out really good and that other people really liked. And then when my friend texted me and told me that, hey, you should go to this beer program that I'm at, I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could, I could go brew professionally, especially if I go through this and learn some things. Right. So, uh, and after going there, I was like, oh, I can definitely do this. Like after going through oh. that whole program, I okay. was like, I was stoked and ready. Like uh, it was uh, South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. They've got a brewing program. And now I think that program has split from South College. And it's now called the Brewing and Distilling Center of uh, Knoxville. <laughs> so. Do you uh, do you remember what those three beers were? It was there was a uh, beer to guard because that's one of my favorite styles. Style. Uh, and then there was a uh, it was like a Belgian Grand Cru that was really interesting, and then a uh, an American wheat. Um, but I think those were the three originals. So let's say you shift from uh, journalism. I'll forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shift from journalism to making beer, which is really, I mean, probably more divine intervention. But it, it, what was that shift like? I mean, that's a pretty big 
Um, you're creative, it, but you're making different things. No, it was it was very big. Um, there was a point in time where, you know, I was going to journalism classes, and then as soon as I got back from journalism classes, I was reading any type of home brewing or brewing <laughs> material that I could possibly you were get hooked. my hands on. There was uh, I had a book with me everywhere, so. Now he's, I have this question because we've, we've talked to a lot of brewers on the shows we go through, and I'm always amazed how many of them are, not amazed, but it's just funny to me that how many of them are engineers, science nerds, oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And then, well, you're one of us. Yes. Yeah, I've never <laughs> come across a, a, a guy look, who went from journalism to, to look, uh, beer. We're good people in the journalism world, but we ain't so much with the smarts. Yeah. <laughs> so where did that part come from? Um. I had always, I, I don't know, I did really well in, like, science classes, whether it was, like, the uh, general high school stuff or once you got to college and you have to take all of those, like, your yeah, he average didn't basic in courses. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> those were, the, I mean, I did really well in those, got those done really fast and easy. I wasn't worried about going to, like, a brew program where I had to, to where a lot of those classes were way more in-depth. But, um... And when I got there, I was like, man, I really enjoy this. I should have just started with this instead of trying to go through uh, uh, journalism where I thought I wanted to go. Was there a class or a moment there that you kind of remember like, yeah, this is it. Um, So I really liked uh, microbiology. Now it makes sense. Yeah, I I thought microscopes were sweet. I thought microscopes were sweet. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever heard that line in my can life. Get, can we get that on the shirt? I, yeah, I think we're going to have to. I thought microscopes, microscopes, were, sweet. microscopes were sweet. <laughs> they are sweet, by the way, from what I remember. I blocked, or I had enough beer that I can block it. <laughs> so, Sarah, back to you. So, the husband's been uh, big into beer. What's this journey been like? At what point did this, the Rock Creek concept come about? Had he been thinking about doing a brewery for a while? You said no. you invested in a brewery. Yeah, so we, a um, little, little bit of background of our ownership group here. We're all ex-Cerner Associates ah. from, like, ah. way back, though. Not the new. <laughs> we're like, Not the newly We're, ex. like, real old, <laughs> yeah. Um, so most most of us worked at Cerner somewhere between 20 and 30 years before, really? we, before we retired. And... Um, before my husband and I retired from Cerner, we invested in a brewery out east. Um, loved the beer styles that guy was making. In fact, at the time, you couldn't find some of those styles in Kansas City. So we what were. What year are we talking about? You think? Um, ten years ago. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that, it was nothing here ten years ago. Right? Yeah, and so we were. We would literally fly out there, rent a minivan fill it up to the as many beers as we could get in there, drive it back to Kansas City and distribute it to all of our friends. That is amazing. We did it a lot. And so then I'm, we... I'm, I'm thinking myself. <laughs> <I didn't know. laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the, the bags of beer you would have gotten? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a lot. Great. But uh, so then we were just like, hey, I bet we could I bet we could figure this out here in Kansas City. And that kind of sparked it. And then one of our co-owners won a um, make your own beer at an auction. And so we went to... <laughs> the um, returns. What was that called? The place in Overland Park where you can go brew lab. Oh, yeah, brew lab, yeah. So we started making our own beer there because we didn't have the equipment. And then we made it like a monthly ritual where we were going and trying to make our own styles and trying to mimic the beer from the East Coast that we loved. Very cool. Um, We sucked at it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, even with help because, you know, you can't control instrumentation that you don't own. Some of it wasn't clean all the time. There's all kinds of things that we learned along the way. And so then we got really serious. Like, let's do this. Like, let's try to get craft beer that we love here in Kansas City and you know it took forever so by the time <laughs> we got around to it there was tons of good craft beer which is amazing for the city yeah. um, but that that's kind of how the journey started we knew that um, we weren't good enough or smart enough to brew our own beer so we hired Trent <laughs> and we were lucky enough to find him it's a perfect fit how did you guys find yeah, how did you find yeah. 
So um, people have heard this story a lot, but we could not find a brewer. When we were first starting, we told everybody we were opening or getting ready to open. And you would, I mean, everybody said, oh, I know a brewer. I know a brewer. So I had a list of like, we're not going to have trouble finding a brewer. That was the least of our concerns. And then we posted it on all the brewery forums and it was like crickets. Could not get anybody to interview. The people who wanted to be our brewers didn't mesh with us or weren't doing our styles of beer. Um, So my husband um, was out of town and I sat in bed one Saturday and contacted every technical brewing school that I could find online. So like 25 of them. Wow. And the president of Trent's school said, I got a guy. Wow. You were recommended by the president. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) the next day, um, he said, I'm going to have this kid send you his resume. Trent sent his resume about 10 minutes later. He was from originally from Independence, right? And wanted to get back home. And I'm like, this is how things happen. This is amazing. And so my husband and I were going out to Washington, D.C., already planned. Trent lived about an hour south of there. We met on our trip and we hired him like the next day or within two days. <laughs> yeah, it was quick. So you, yeah. you, hand it back to him real quick, the microphone. Yeah. What was that like? Well, so <laughs> I was at my second, I was at my, this was the second brewery that I'd ever been at when uh, my, the old director of program contacted me. And uh, he was like, hey, I know you've been searching for a, a beer job in Kansas City because like brewing positions don't open, or at least like a few years ago didn't open up Not all back the time. Then, right. Back now, then. now it seems yeah. to be norm. Um, and he was like, so I've got a couple that are trying to start a brewery. Would you be interested? And so I had already worked. My first job was at a big distribution, like multi-state distribution brewery. And then the job that I was currently at was a uh, brew pub in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Uh, and so I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I'll, I, I get to do the tap room model. I will have explored the three models of, of brewing, yeah. and, and this will be great. So uh, it really made me want to, to send out my resume and, and get in contact and start this thing. That's, that's a great story. That's, yeah, I that's mean, we get some great stories on this podcast. That's a cool story that you you sat up in bed and just like, I'm going to find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I will find someone today, and then you did. You know what we need to do? Is it mystery beer time? Mystery beer time. Oh, okay. so oh. this, is the, this is the mystery beer bag. Love it. So apparently um, we had a snafu on Monday. So normally we serve the mystery beers in brown paper bags for Nick. We lost two. They're probably sitting on the floor at beer, at, uh, beer sauce. So do we need to pour one out for the for the paper bags? <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see it, and so it's not really a mystery. Well, it's a mystery. I don't know what this is. I just grabbed them out of the. Uh, well, do, you, do you need real eyes? Do yeah. you need eyes younger than yeah. You? So we're gonna. And don't look at the ABV because yeah, we, we, we we discovered we a new game, game on the it's podcast. A new game. Guess the ABV. Did, did we guess the ABV. Okay. All right. We, we, it was interesting going to Beer Sauce and uh, shout out to uh, um, God. What was his name? Rick. Rick from Cloudside. Who doesn't drink. Cloud. I'm reading Cloud. But is is a Cicerone, and he he had his new he new game. He kept the, the, the can in the bag and had us guess the style. Oh. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not growing up enough for that game. <laughs> sure you are. What do we got We there? got Cloud Hopping, a New England IPA. From... Probably at the top someplace. Humble Forager. And where's that from? I don't even know. It was in my refrigerator. So. Yeah, I don't see a city yet. Yeah. But I don't want to look too close because I don't want to know the yeah. ABV. We're going to have to do that. Well, let's I'm just crack it put open. the mic down. Here, I'll, I'll do this as I'm close to the glasses. You can talk while I do this. Ah, the power is mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I, I'm curious. Yes. Uh, where did Rock Creek, where did the name come from? So it goes back to our Cerner days. All of the ownership group um, originated from Cerner Corporation, and world headquarters was 2800 Rock Creek Parkway in North Kansas City, Missouri. So it's where we all met and kind of grew up and got to know each other. 
I, I, you know, I left the corporate world, so I don't understand like this love of, of remembering your corporate life. <laughs> it, it fades. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like paying tribute to that, that old world. It's a little weird for me. Yeah, I think the interesting thing for us is um, Cerner was really small when we all started. So for some of us, there were only one to 200 people there. Right. So now it's 30, 20 to 30,000. But back then it was kind of like you were growing up with all of your friends and that became family. And to watch that growth, I mean, because that was a huge I just, explosion I for just, company. I just smacked my lips. That's a good beer. That's a very nice beer. We're diving in. The nose is great. That's tasty beer. What do we think the ABV is on this? Hmm. It does have a soft and pillowy. pillowy uh, you know what? I'm going to agree with the, the description there. Soft, soft and, and pillowy. pillowy. <laughs> That'd be a great band name. 6.7. 6.7. He's very specific. Ooh, 6.7. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 6, 6.5. 6, 5. I'm going to cheat and copy off his homework. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 7-2. Oh. <laughs> the All right. over here. <laughs> no, I just think it's, it's smooth. I think it might be higher ABV. Ra- I don't know. Rachel we're Dyer gonna, from Dyer Rachel. Oil Graphics. What is, hold on. Let's shout out to Dyer's, though. Um, they got a, when you see the video, they got craft beer marketing awards. Some of the heaviest trophies. Did you guys pick those up? Yeah, they're heavy. Those are heavy. Yeah. So they got uh, awards for, I'll let you tell them. Uh, we got these awards uh, for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards for um, we redesigned um, a different, an alternate logo for the Goat Brewer Brewing Company, um, and then our other one is for uh, our Quarantine Brewery and Tap House um, charity uh, what do you, promotion from last year. I forget. I forget what it, the the exact. Uh, category is called but look they yeah. made up a fake tap room during quarantine yep. made the brand and then gave a bunch of money to a local uh food agency and rental assistance agency yeah. so. we saw everybody online just drinking from their from their kitchens and so we made it up we're like oh it's the it's everybody's favorite brewery it's their quarantine <laughs> brewery I, tap I have been told I'm not, I, I can't wear my quarantine tap room shirt anymore why i think i may have got a little worn thin <laughs> we we have a few more. If you got a few more. <laughs> we have a few more if you want one. Just let me know. What is the actual ABV? The actual ABV is 6.0. 6.0. Okay. We were we all went over. Yeah, we uh, nobody wins. But you still get to drink the beer though. That's the Bob, thing. Bob Barker is upset. <laughs> <laughs> is Bob Barker still alive? I don't believe he is. I saw Chuck Willery the other day. On a, on one of those uh, uh, Medicare Advantage plan commercials, I'm like Chuck Lurie right there, and and what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Walker, Dino oh my, he was on one of those as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so do you have a favorite style? Dude, I was trend? about to ask the same question. Quit, <laughs> get out of my head. It happens. First, you stole what what had the Rock Creek name question. Now you stole my next question. I'm go gonna, ahead. I'll, I'll be quiet. No, I'll be quiet. No, go ahead. No. You've already asked it. Go ahead, Trent. Is this our first on-air spat? No. (laughs) (laughs) So my favorite style, that's a complicated question because I like so many. Um, That's a fair answer, though. Yeah. I, so my preferences are, I love all lagers. I'm I'm a big fan of lagers. Yes, I'm with you you Um, on that. And there are a great many amazing ones in Kansas City. Um, But... I have a strange fascination with uh, some of the Belgian beers, uh, especially Beer de Garde. Um, He's a strange fascination. I know. I really want to follow up what he means by strange fascination. <laughs> I'm like, that's a beer name. Well, I mean, it's just so I'm so used to, like, I, when I get my hands on, like, if I can get my hands on a lager, like, I try to. And it's so I'm always drinking usually this, like, super duper clean, light, refreshing beer style. And... Uh, Belgian beer most of the time is not that. 
So it's, <laughs> it's, that, that's fair. It is like I, uh, I I go to the complete other end of the spectrum, uh, specifically for for certain things like Bearded Guard or Orval or even saison uh, sometimes, depending on the uh, brewer. Do you have a? Are you yielding the floor to me, sir? I yield the floor to gentlemen. Is that what you like to drink, or what? what do you, or what? What do you, what's your favorite thing, or if you're going to brew something, what's you have some things I that you love brewing lagers. I have an Oktoberfest in tank right now that I'm just obsessing over every single day. It uh, takes all of my self control not to pour a little sample every single day. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's quality control. <laughs> do you just gingerly walk by? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So over to you. I was, I, I was, I'm always a fan of of a woman who, because you know, a lot of women don't like beer. I think Kansas City is different because we have a lot of female beer drinkers. Yep. What is what is your go-to? What is, what is, what do you seek out when you let's say obviously you've been bringing back beers in a in a giant van for yeah. years. So <laughs> what are you looking for when you're going to so breweries? I'm I'm a we're opposites. I'm a huge hop head. So really? like oh yeah, IPA is the hot beer the better. Even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't start that way. It's interesting, but I would say it's the same with wine drinking. Just being a wine drinker, everybody kind of starts white or light and builds right. and I've met so many females over the years who just say I hate beer I'm like yeah. you just have to keep trying it and then if you keep trying it all of a sudden you know I went I think I went from like Michelob Ultra to like hoppy IPAs and what felt like a nanosecond to me you know I'm sure it wasn't but um, yeah so hazy like this is our double IPA that I love just just so you know Michelob Ultra is not beer. It's water. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's like we used to say in high school. We say that about cruise lights. It's like making love in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> fucking close to water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got well. some friends who do Ultra. I'm like, I don't know what the point is. It's, you know, it's, it's to, a diet to, beer. It's easy. I, I, will, I, will, I will say this, though, because I had an epiphany in the last couple months. The hard seltzer thing, I'm not a fan of. And then I had the Boulevard Quirks, unlike any of hard seltzers I've ever had, because they, 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 didn't, have, are they didn't have that aftertaste like it was a, like a diet beer, right? So I'm like, so I guess I like hard seltzers, so I guess I shouldn't poop on people who are drinking uh, the diet uh, Michelob Ultra, you know, 90 calories, zero carbs, <laughs> and zero taste. Bloody I, I'm not going to throw it in the same boat as the seltzers. And only because I think the seltzers are great for boat time. Well, that's what people drink on uh, Ultra. You know, if you're out, you know, you ride your mountain bike and you get done, you hop on the pontoon. That's true. Got your case I just of can't, I just, I just can't. I just can't support the Cardinal fans. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he's got an issue with St. Louis. Even though our last guest was from St. Louis. That's true. But it, I mean, he wasn't the car. He was kind of. Twisted. Yeah, he tried to walk the line. He did. He was a Royals fan, Cardinals fan. Yeah, yada yada yada. Kind of like Ashcroft in '85 when he tried to wear both hats. And, yeah. <laughs> so I, never, so, I never forgave him after that. When once for those who have never been to Rock Creek, yeah. what can they expect? I mean, I I've been there probably a handful of times. I think it's a great space, but I'm I'm gonna let you extol the virtues of Rock Creek. Well, I mean, I think we're trying to be family friendly first. Um, we have we're craft beer focus so 12 rotating taps at all times um we expanded our outdoor space as you can see but we're just we're laid back and casual we just want people to come in relax enjoy their beer enjoy the like just relaxed atmosphere and the vibe and enjoy enjoy it yeah and mission is so chill yeah years ago when i worked at channel five i used to live right off of uh, Johnson Drive and it's still as chill as it was 20 years ago <laughs> you know it's just so it's just it's a different vibe over here yeah you know which which I love um, I had another question but where'd they go you want me to think about what it was yeah it's, it's you probably, to, it's probably you in your think head about what it was. It's, it's probably <laughs> in your head I, yeah I totally spaced if on you're that. not okay I, I actually want to go back to the beer styles so if you're not going for the hoppy IPAs mm -hmm. What's your what's your second tier choice? So this is what I love about doing this, especially with Trent, is Trent has Trent decides what beers we're brewing. We have input as owners, obviously, but we let him decide, um, and he's forced us. 
to just explore <laughs> like so many interesting great beers things that i thought i would never love or enjoy um so what all was the of surprise um i would say mostly probably uh the lagers and the ambers that he does so we did an irish red ale that i just adored um and there's so for me there's so many that it's hard because when we sit down and we decide on the next beers he always creates a list then I'm like, what about this one and this one and this one and this one? We need to bring these back. Um, and because I work the tap room, all of the customers are coming in. They're like, when are we going to get to taste this again? Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. And so he gets to hear us say, we need to <laughs> bring all these beers back. And he's like, but I'm, I'm going to make these new ones. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's a balance, definitely. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, t- do you try, is there one that you've made where you've kind of pushed yourself, though, where you feel like you stre- stretched what you know? I mean, so the beer that I've worked on the most is the Blonde. Um, it's been yeah, my it's uh, a good beer. It's been my pet project. Um, a beer that pushed me has probably been last winter. We released a Sheck Dark Lager called Tamave 13. Um, and mm-hmm. those are, it, it's not a, it's, it, it isn't brewed very often. We were really, it was really interesting because there were like three in Kansas City at the yeah. same time. And we got to, we got to be one. It was like we were all on the same wavelength or something. But uh, uh, they're challenging um, just because you're, you're trying to balance like the cleanness of a lager, but still have that like super dark malt flavor, but it can't be too roasty or too bitter. Um, and it was it was very challenging, but uh, we're doing it again. So <laughs> there we go. You know, and and that's the thing because lagers, lagers and pills are kind of making their way back. You know, where everybody was like, crushing the you know the milkshake IPAs. I love that those those simple beers are coming back. Because if you screw it up, oh, you're going to you're, you're 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 going to have to dump it. Because yeah. you you can't. We talk about it all the time. You can't really hide it. Uh, it's it's funny we did the, a podcast um, War Cloud bring out of L.A. and I sent them some beer, but they're all about the loggers. They're like, please just send us loggers, and they were very impressed with some of the loggers I sent from Kansas City. So there are a lot know, of good ones. Oh my God, it's it's. it's yeah. I think you know Kansas City is super underrated when it comes to beer. And because we're, you know, we're relatively Isn't new that still. why we're awesome at everything? We're the hidden gem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, th- you think about it, five years ago, what, what was here? Crane was here. I think Red Crow's seven or six years old. I mean, in the, in the last five years, right. it's this rush of breweries that have, you know, even on where we live in the East Summit, on the east, on the east side of, you know, of Jackson County, there was nothing over there. Yeah. I mean, Crane was it. You know, and look at it now. Just hell, just in the last three years, it's. it's I love it. Was it fringe? Is it four or five? Right. Yes. Yeah, I think it was five. I, yeah, they I they fussed about they fussed about who year. was the first brewery in uh, in Lee Summit. Was it was it fringe or was it smoke? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole another story now, isn't it? <laughs> I did I did think of my question. Have you guys been open a year yet? Yes. When was your anniversary? June 4th. So basically, that's what I remember. You guys opened during the pandemic. Oh, yes. And I remember coming in, and I think the first beers I ever had from here were just to-goes. Yep. Um, What was that like as a brewer? You got a new job, and you're, you know. Uh, So we had had (laughs) brewed. We had beers in tank, and the pandemic hit. Everything shut down. Right. And we paused for a couple weeks to figure out what we were going to do. And we decided to buy a canner. Yeah, yeah. We we, we weren't. We were we were going to be strictly draft only. And then the pandemic hit, and we were like, well, I guess we're a packaging brewery now. So we uh, looked at a bunch of canners, bought one, quickly learned how to can, <laughs> and uh, then set up a uh, curbside uh, system that worked very well. Sarah, what was that like for you as as the as the co-owner? Hey, we we just opened this brewery and now we're kind of shutting down what yeah. you thought was going to happen. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, 
Interesting. Um, we also just have, we have a bigger ownership group, so it's like getting everybody on the same page to start out with. Um, looking at Trent and saying, have you ever canned before on a two-head <laughs> canner? Um, and then contacting all the companies, and, and lo and behold, everybody else was shifting to the same model, so you couldn't get anything. Um, so there was a back order on canning systems, mm. on seamers. <laughs> on um, cans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that came second, but... Honestly, the first time we canned, we had to borrow Sandhill seamers because ours didn't arrive. Um, so we were just working around the clock, um, learning, training, just, I mean, it really felt like my early days at Cerner, to be honest, where I was just like, oh, but we're back to 20 hour days. I, yeah. I see. And this was going to just be a fun, like second life thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we learned a lot. And now, <laughs> and you know, I, and I, you know, and you talk about, you know, getting, you know, the seamer from, from down the street, Yeah. you know, that, that was, that was the, the beautiful thing about it. Cause I work at several breweries. And it was like, you need something? Yeah. I got it. You, I got it. You know, it was that was the coolest thing about it. But I think, you know, we've talked about this before. It made us think about the online game or the to-go game. Whereas yep. before, you really, it really wasn't, you know, it's a, it's a taproom thing. Oh, yeah. But, the, but there's a whole group of people who would much rather come order beer or just come pick it up and take it home or whatever or ship it to their friends, you right. know, whatever, <laughs> whatever they're doing. So right. I think in that regard, it, it kind of opened, opened up, um, you know, some opportunities for what breweries can do in town. You for know? sure. I mean, we contacted, it was so great. We And I still haven't met a lot of the people we've connected with just because of COVID right. for one reason or another. But Courtney Service, such a great help. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know her. We're like texting buddies because I'm like, I don't know how the seamer works and we have an issue. <laughs> and she's like, I got an extra part. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody we contacted was so great. And it's what I love about the community because we've just had a world of support from really anybody we reach out to. So it's amazing. I mean, that's that's my that's probably my favorite thing about beer love. Kansas City beer, yeah, beer love. Uh, we, we like to call it beer karma. It's real. <laughs> Speaking of beer and karma. Oh, it's time. It's time for uh, number two. So this is, sure, if you'd like. So look at that, look at that can art, oh, though. Oh, yeah. That looks good. Look at that. So this is, this is uh, it's the pineapple weiss or vice, whatever you want to say, from, from, uh, from Crane. But when I helped them can last week, they... Sent me home with a not a mixed four pack, but a mixed case. Oh, <laughs> that's beer karma. That is beer karma. I mean, I did work, well. and I worked. I worked the worst part of the job. So Crane has this uh, canning system that, you know, you have to feed it up high, and you load as many cans as you can, and then it sends them down in a single file, and it flips them over, it rinses them, yep. it fills up. Five beers, it labels them and spits them out, and you. We're jealous. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but wait, there's but, more. But wait, there's more. So I get there. They're like, "You want a package, or you want to feed the canner?" I'm like, "I'll feed the canner." Well, last Thursday, last Friday, it was 100 degrees. Remember that? Oh yeah. And they're and they're spacing back. It's air conditioned, but air, uh, heat doesn't care. No. And I've got to go up a 12 foot ladder to load the canner. Heat rises, as, as, <laughs> as I've learned again. <laughs> so, so, yeah, don't be jealous. Would you like to pour that? I'm kind of one-handed right now, if you don't mind. We, we can guess ABV now. It's, it's a, I'm going to say, what, four and a half, maybe? Uh, I'll say four. Four? Yeah. Uh, it's a... It's a uh, Pineapple vice. Pine yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, I like that color. I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to say 4-2. You're going to go 4-2? I figure I can't, I can't copy off his test scores <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> I mean, so. you can. Smells good. Oh, that's I good. like that. That's a great I summer like beer. That a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good beer. <laughs> now, if, now, for the uninitiated to a, to a sour, that might drive them away, but... <laughs> That's pretty tart. I wouldn't say it's sour. It's tart. It is pretty it's tart. Got a, it's got a good pucker. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of pineapple on the finish. 
I mean, it is pi pineapple it yeah. is, is that, so. That's really tasty. Yeah, I like that a lot. Enjoy that. All right, Rachel. What's the, the actual retail ABV? I said, I said four, five. Four, yeah. five, four, two, four. Four three. Oh, Ooh, without going over, closest without going. Yes, over. yes, yes. Very nice. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be some, some sort of pri uh, a prize with this stupid ass <laughs> game. <laughs> you have to listen to the rest of us. Is that, is that <laughs> <laughs> you are required to listen to the rest of this episode. So how's it been? Um, we kind of opened up because you guys really haven't had a normal brewery life and now we're kind of going so backwards. by june was that when could you start letting customers back in i'm, I'm trying to remember what the, when the rules changed in kansas so we opened may 22nd to go only okay then transport has a lawyer that's an owner michael mcveigh and he was like hey guys because you the way it is in kansas you are actually technically a restaurant because you had to make the 30% food. Right. So open. You can open. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we literally had no idea. So we moved out all the tables, spaced everything out, made our mass signs, you know, said we we're going to do this. So we opened June 4th, the tap room. Um, and luckily, our summer was milder last summer. I don't know if you remember yeah. that, but it was a little bit milder. And people just literally started coming in droves bringing their own lawn chairs and sitting. We didn't have the patio, so that was just all tarmac. That had the little... And the little yes. Thing <laughs> yeah. yeah. I sat out there. It wasn't, it wasn't fancy, but people brought their lawn yeah. chairs and they just sat outside. And we actually, despite COVID, had a brilliant summer Great. with people just showing up, um, sometimes more than we knew what to do with. Um and then winter was rough with COVID and no, everybody, you know, nobody wanted to be inside. Right. And, um, but I'm sure just like everybody else. And um, then we've kind of a little bit of a reprieve, but um, even with the um, vaccine and everything, you can just tell that not everybody feels comfortable with it. Right. So it's not like the crowds that you would think. Right. And then now, of course, with Delta, we just feel like we're right back. You know, we're not wearing masks, but we're right back in it, you know. <laughs> right. Well, you guys are obviously not the first brewery in in uh, Mission, but what's it what's it been like community uh, reception that sort of thing? Amazing. I mean, I would just tell you that we call most of the local neighbors by name. Um, so many people just walk here on foot because it's a walkable neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have groups that we call the kids that just come in and we know them and they're here all the time and we love them and um just the support from the local community has been overwhelming we love mission love yeah yeah it's, it's, a, it's been a great, great. Town. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a great, it's a great little town. Ha has the has the to-go stuff stuck around are people doing no that, that i mean yes and no we have a we have a couple of customers also that we know by name who still order online and still call and we run their beer out to their car because that's just the model we were in and we still support that. Um, but the, for the most part, people will come in and have one or two and then take their beer to go. They're yeah. not ordering online as much anymore. I mean, to the point that like I run the online sales and our staff will call me at home and say, uh, you're selling stuff online that we're out of. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I haven't looked at the website for like four weeks <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> well I, i've just been curious to see how all the breweries that did it and it was so successful when we couldn't go anywhere but if that's going to stick around and carry through i know you know missouri just changed its rules so that the liquor stores can still do packaged liquor right to go They're, and bars, the bars can do, the bars yeah. can do to go forever we're um, still selling i mean we still sell the can model is now what we thought it would be, which was we always thought, and it's what a lot of people do, come in, have a one or two, find something you like, or have a flight, and take a four-pack home. Um, that's kind of the model we're in right now, where before, you know, you kind of see we open on Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays, the orders would start to ramp up. Saturdays were crazy. You know, we were just, we had staff just running beer outside right. during COVID. That's all we were yeah. doing. Um, yeah. But now, I mean, people will come in. So it's nice. I mean, this is, 
a great place to come. I mean, every time I come here, it's you know every brewery has its own little vibe, and this this one's this one's different. It's different than Sand Hills. It's different than service. It's different than transport. It's just it's got its, it's got its own it's got its own little vibe, which you know you can't really create that. Um, what was this building before? Was it some? It was an auto shop. Hence the hence the doors. That's you know, and that's that's actually a cool thing because where where Red Crow moved, you know, it used to be an auto shop, and they've got the doors on either side. Which, I mean, I think every brewery should have garage doors. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how big is the brew system back there? We've got a five barrel, um, all electric. Okay. Uh, one ten barrel tank, four five barrel tanks, two five barrel bright tanks. Now, do you, now, you know, we always ask here's this the question. Big, here's the big question. Do you have room to grow? Uh, I have space for one more tank, and then we might have to think about trying to put stuff downstairs. But Downstairs? <laughs> oh, yes, there's a basement. Really? Yes. Oh. oh. <clears throat> so, that's a, a surprise. We're going to get a field trip. <laughs> you get a special tour later. <laughs> that's cool. Who else had it down? Did that's, a, else? that's a great way that, that you can expand. Yes. If we can somehow get a tank downstairs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, you know, we've talked to a lot that as soon as they open, uh-oh, I'm out of space. That, well, that is true. There's a lot of breweries who are kicking themselves now. But, you know, you start with what you start with, and you got to work it out. I mean, we always reference Tony at Windships because <laughs> he's, you know, his – He's gotten pretty popular, and you know, he's he, he's you know, doing everything he, he can he, to keep up. He needs a, he needs a bigger boat. So, but I think that goes for everybody in town. I was just reading uh, some article about you know whether it be uh, border, you know, going to that bigger space, and then uh, um, torn label going to a bigger space. You know, everybody's kind of. I mean, uh, uh, what is it? Limitless. Yeah. Going to just yep. a, just a new building, yeah. you know, because I you know I still think in Kansas City, and you've you've lived at other places and you've obviously been to other beer cities. Yeah. We're just scratching the surface. Oh yes. And people think, oh my God, it's so many breweries. I'm like, you need to go to another Not city. We can have a lot, <laughs> lot more. <laughs> you know we should have a lot more. Yeah. When, when Chicago has 170 breweries. Yeah. You know, not to say we're Chicago, but that's a lot of breweries, and they've been in, and that city's been in it for a long time. Yeah, we've got Boulevard, who's the, the old school. But after that, we're talking the next oldest is probably Martin City. Yeah. And then everybody else is probably under 10 years old. You know? And I tell people all the time, nobody's bitching about the amount of quick trips are in town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're all, I mean, think about it. The only complaining is the King of Pepper. You ever been to a quick trip that's been dead? No. No. No, that's not a thing. Even when they, you know, they tear down the old ones and build the Generation 3 ones. People still come back. It's the weirdest thing. So, you know, that's, that's my analogy for, for breweries. Pete, Pete, how many breweries are in the Kansas City Metro? Pete, no, Pete knows all. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's so overrun, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Pete, Pete Doolin, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Pete Doolin. Pete Doolin's in the house. <laughs> Close to four, yeah, but 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 then again, we have to talk about okay, what's what's Kansas? What's the metro? Are we counting St. Joe? Are we counting? Are we counting? Are we counting Belton? Are we counting Grain Valley? I, I, we kind of do at this point, don't we? We got. We got how far? Yeses. How far west? Do we go Lawrence? Yeah, I think Lawrence. Yeah. You know. I, I'll, I'll take I'll take a page out of uh, um, uh, Ryan Triggs' book from uh, 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 Kansas Hopco, when he said their their <laughs> their local hops. If if it's four hours away, it's local. It's local. <laughs> <laughs> According to what was it? Was that, was that the IRS? Yeah, that was, that was that, that According was the IRS. IRS. That, four-hour drive is four local. Four hours. That's local. <laughs> okay. So I mean, four hours northwest, east, and south, right? So. They'll say St. Louis part is part of Kansas well, City. Well, they now. wish they <laughs> wish they were part of Kansas City. <laughs> they got to pay homage before we accept them. <laughs> Let's drink this last mystery beer and then we can wrap it up because we, you know, so, well, you know what I found on when we go on the road, 
we don't get through all the mystery beers. So we need to get no. That, well, that's the thing. I think we well, talk more when we were at uh, Lost Evenings. They were they had a music act. Oh, so, so we, we had to. We, we probably knocked it out in forty minutes, <laughs> but it, our average is an hour and a half. But not not on the road shows. Look at this. Look at this one right here. Oh, this is a sweet can. Yeah, this is this is Prairie, but not the Prairie you think. So Prairie is two breweries now. There's Prairie that's in Krebs, Oklahoma. That was the Prairie that was in Tulsa. Then there's Prairie, Oklahoma City, because they didn't want to when they were in Tulsa. They didn't want to pay to uh, a, a, a distributor to take their beer to Oklahoma City, so they just opened a new brewery. Yeah. <laughs> and so these beers, because Prairie, the old school Prairie, you know, they're concentrating on. You know, they're wide swath. This is only Oklahoma City beer. So would you like to do the honors? I would. You can tell us what it is. This is a sour ale with hibiscus, cinnamon, and chilies finished with red hot candy. Oh, my. <laughs> you see how his broadcasting thing came back out? You see how? <laughs> like he brought the voice back. He really did. <laughs> Shout out to my dude Kenny in Oklahoma City who who takes care of me and Oh my goodness, Kenny. Oh th- yeah. that that is uh red hot candy looking. Oh my. That looks yeah. like our cherry sour that we have on right now. Yeah. Oh I may have to I may have to try that one before we leave. Oh, it's very good. Because I hate sours. <laughs> <laughs> For like five minutes I did. Oh it smells like red hots. That's exciting. I don't even have to bring that to my face and I can smell it. smells. I can smell the red hot. Exactly like you opened up a box of red hot candy. Yeah. Wow. wow. Reminds me of high school when I was eating <laughs> red hots. <man. laughs> I, thought was, I thought you were going to go with a hot damn reference. Oh, no. <laughs> it's interesting, but, but good. And it's got a little bit of heat to it. By the way, I... I love that. There's a slight tartness on the end, but it does taste exactly yeah. like Red Hot Candy. I would, I think I would like this like at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Put a shot of whiskey in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so weird Christmas snack. Peanuts and Red Hots. That's really good. Yeah, you just mix them together. That's really tasty. It's, it's, they, do, they do some crazy stuff down there, which is... Another underrated uh, beer market is Oklahoma City. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Their breweries are like. Worth the trip. It's totally worth the trip. Totally worth the trip. I mean, some of the things they're doing, I'm like, because Oklahoma City is even younger than than Kansas City when it comes to. Yeah, it's 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 a growing scene right now. I mean, there's been breweries there for 10 years, but you know they couldn't have tap room. You know, they they were kind of like Kansas. You could you can't have a tap room. Right. But the nice thing about Oklahoma City is like. Breweries this size, bigger, whatever, everybody's in the stores. You can go and get everybody in the liquor store, which is kind of unusual for, for a smaller brewery, you know. They have a very active guild that's well, yeah. that is actively lobbying their yeah. legislature to get stuff done. Yeah. That's wonderful. So what's yes. next for Rock Creek? You can, just, you can debate who gets to answer that one. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> or you can give two different <laughs> answers. Right. <laughs> no, I think I think we're just trying to figure that out. I think um, post COVID ish has been a little bit different than we thought. Um, we actually were maybe surprisingly busy during COVID, and so I think when post COVID we thought, oh my gosh, it's just going to be like off the Richter scales. But instead, post COVID has been about the same because people can do other things. Um, which is all good. I mean, we're we're busy. We're happy. We're like selling out of our beers. Um, but um, I think we'd like to dip our toe a little bit into the distribution side, and we're trying to figure out how to do that. Not. Um, I don't think we're interested right now in being on liquor store shelves, but we're interested in finding being on some quaint. Taps. Well, yeah, quaint small restaurants or um, tap houses or like oak and steel type places yeah. where they have unique things, and we can just be one of those. Um, and it's not going to like b- break the bank on the brewery side as right. far as like 
Trent has to be here, like brewing not, every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's part of the yeah. that's part of the job, Trent. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're a brewer. Nigel, you Nigel, don't sleep. I need you. Do you want to come work here? <laughs> he understands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he already lived that dream. I did. <laughs> um, but it's we're also looking to upgrade our canning system. Uh, Why? <laughs> we need to can faster. I feel like he's saying this into the microphone to get it on the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to tell a funny story about that. Mm-hmm. Just really quick. So during COVID, one of our co-owners um, could not help at all because his wife was very high risk. And, ser- and on a very serious note, they just really did not leave their house. And so there were just fewer of us doing all the things that had to be done. And um, then when, once he was vaccinated and everything, he came. (laughs) And he um, experienced our canning system and our seamer and everything that goes along with canning and labeling and all this stuff. And he was here, what, do you think one or two hours, maybe? Maybe. And he was like, we need to upgrade the canner. (laughs) And I'm like, oh. Really? <laughs> we've been doing this like five days a week yeah. for like a year. Yeah. One yeah. year. So what um, kind of canner do you guys have? Like, is it a single one, one of those Octobers, or what is it? We have a two-headed. It's an express fill, two-handed manual with a separate seamer. So we, we have a counter-pressure filler where we uh, have a CO2 pre-purge, and then it fills the can, and then we take that can over uh-huh. to the seamer, hand-seam it, and then we take it over to our... Hand labeler. Yeah. Hand it, label yeah. it. It sounds like the one to have a diametric. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like, yeah, it's very tedious. That's yes. a lot of work. I don't, I don't know what, which one is worse because I, d- I work at diametric and I work wind shift. And I experience both both types. You know, wind shift we're doing one at, a, one at a time, but you can actually seam it, right? Yep. The double one is cool, but it feels like it's just as much a pain in the ass as the other one. <laughs> I feel like, you know, with all the engineers and, and, and architects and beer, they'll be able to Why have they not something. invented one yet? They haven't made one yet. They, they haven't made a canner that's just, like, super-duper simple to, no. to use yet, I don't no, think. It's, no, yeah. 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 I'm with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that because, you know, when, when everybody was closed, just doing to-goes, we would go to work, but all we would do was can. Yeah. Yes. And it yep. was, I was like, I'm sick and th- The canners got worn out. Yeah. You know, parts, they would break down. We'd be like, oh, my God, this is, this is terrible. But, you know, if, if it happens again, we're ready. Right? Yes. But <laughs> well, there's a playbook now. I don't know if it's a playbook. I think it's written on, like, a napkin. Yeah. It's a semi-plan. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Martinis before I figure I figure if napkins are good for Andy Reid, they can be good for our beer business. There you go. That's a, that's a beer name right there. Martinis before canning. <laughs> I don't know put what it, style that is. Put it in the notebook. Yeah, put it. Put it. Uh, uh, file it's it. gonna be. Yeah. There. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where can we find you guys on the social medias? So if people want to uh, follow Rock Creek, where do we? Yeah. Where, so where we're on go? Instagram, Facebook, and um, Twitter. Okay. Yep. And that's all at Rock Creek Brewing. They're oh. all a little different, unfortunately, because our name's so long. So. Kate, I, I don't have them memorized. I'm going to have to get that to you. But Rock we'll put Creek, it in show notes. Yeah. yeah. Just, just Google Rock Creek Brewing. I'm sure you can find it. Right. Yep. I think uh, our handle on Twitter is KC Rock Creek Beer. Really? Yeah. Well, that's why I couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> that is hilarious. Nick, where can they find us on the, on the things? You can follow Beers with Nigel on Twitter. On Instagram, on Facebook, and you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast apps. And Nigel, what's the coolest way to listen? Oh, if you can, if you can say, "Hey Alexa, play the Beers with Nigel podcast," what happens? It plays the podcast. It plays the podcast. I've never done it, but you tell me it works. You got to try new things, Nigel. You got to try new things. I'm trying to get you to try new things. It's, it's worked. Your, it's your fourth time in Kansas but, this year. But <laughs> well, look, I, I didn't exactly leave my house for a year. No, he, he didn't. He, he was, he was that way. Well, he didn't need to leave your house. But in, in 44 episodes, we've tried a lot of new is beers. Is this 44 or 45? This, this is, 44. is 45. 45? Yeah, this is 45. Yeah. You guys are number 45. Congratulations. Give or take. What, I don't know what that gets you. We'll buy another beer. 
There you go. <laughs> Good Thanks night. for listening, folks. Uh, catch us next time. This is Beers with Nigel. Dri- drive safely. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>